Hello ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are beginning 2 Corinthians, but before we jump into the greeting and blessing which starts the letter, we need to cover some background information about Paul and his relationship with the church in Corinth. Just in case I have first-time listeners today, the first time Paul is mentioned in the New Testament, he was called Saul, his Hebrew name. He was a Jewish Pharisee and he persecuted the church because he thought it was against God until the risen and ascended Lord Jesus spoke to him with a bright light on the road to Damascus. This is found in Acts chapter 7 verse 58 and chapter 8 verse 1 and then chapter 9 of Acts. Jesus spoke to Saul and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? After that encounter, he realized that Jesus was the Jewish long-awaited Messiah. And because he was so well-trained in the Hebrew scriptures, he quickly saw how Jesus had fulfilled the Old Testament law and prophets. And Paul became a wonderful evangelist of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord told the church in Antioch, Syria to send Saul and Barnabas on a mission trip. So they went. Now they began taking the good news to Gentile lands. Saul began then using his Roman name, Paul. Eventually, he became known as Paul the Apostle to the Gentiles. On what is known as Paul's first missionary journey, which is found in Acts chapter 13 and 14, they sailed to the island of Cyprus and then sailed to the southern part of modern Turkey in regions that were then called Pamphylia, Pisidia, and then to various cities within those areas. Then they retraced their steps and went back to the cities where they started churches to place elders there in order to help lead the churches. They went back to their church in Antioch. When time came to go on a second trip, which is found in Acts chapter 15, starting with verse 36 through chapter 18, verse 22, Paul and Barnabas had a disagreement about taking John Mark with them. So they separated and Barnabas took John Mark to the island of Cyprus and Paul took Silas and they went on land around the Mediterranean Sea and went into Cilicia, then into Pamphylia, and then they headed to the northern part of Turkey, which was called Galatia. They tried to go east, but the spirit would not let them. Paul got a dream to go to Macedonia, so they headed northwest. They went around the Aegean Sea into Macedonia, and then they headed south to Achaia, which is modern-day Greece. It was here that Paul went to Corinth, and he started the church there. In Acts chapter 18, verse 11, we learn that he stayed in Corinth for a year and a half. Now, verse 12 of Acts 18, we learn that Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, and historically he was placed in office July 1st, AD 51. So somewhere around this time, Paul was in Corinth. Many people place him there around AD 50. 
One note before we continue with the story, the city of Corinth was a port city that bridged the Aegean Sea to the Adriatic Sea, so it made a way for people to travel and take goods from Italy to Greece to Turkey. I'm using modern day names. This made Corinth a wealthy and an immoral city. One commentator compared it to Las Vegas, so once Paul left the church, it left a vacuum of leadership which brought struggles from within and then other leaders came and tried to discredit Paul which brought troubles from outside the church. This led Paul to write them a letter and we learned about that letter in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 9 through 13. In that letter, he told the church to not associate with immoral people, which we learned in Paul's second letter, which is what we know of as 1 Corinthians, that they misunderstood his first letter. So technically, 1 Corinthians is actually the second letter or the second Corinthians, but the first letter was not kept and we do not have a record of it. So it is thought of as lost. He wrote 1 Corinthians while in Ephesus, chapter 16, verse 8. We also learned that the church had sent Paul a letter asking him some questions, chapter 7, verse 1. And in 1 Corinthians, Paul addressed questions on marriage. For instance, if one person became a believer and the other does not. Questions about how to worship in an orderly manner. He also had heard of sexual promiscuity that needed to be addressed, and the unity of the church was being torn apart by issues of spiritual gifts, especially speaking in tongues. Paul had also asked them to take up an offering for the church in Jerusalem, which was hurting. In 1 Corinthians, Paul said he wanted to come and visit them, but he didn't want to do it in passing, chapter 16. Now, as we take a look at 2 Corinthians, the internal evidence shows us that Paul is writing this letter from Macedonia, chapter 9, verse 2 and verse 4. We also see that Paul had made a second visit to Corinth, which caused him sorrow, chapter 2, verse 1, which is why his original travel plans were changed, chapter 1, verse 5, going into chapter 2. This caused Paul to write a letter of anguish, chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, then 9, and then chapter 7, verse 8. It seems that Titus was the one who brought the letter to Corinth, chapter 2, verses 12 through 13, chapter 7, verse 5, and then verses 13 and 14. Because then Paul was anxious to see Titus to see how the church received the letter. He met him heard that the church had received the letter well, and now Paul plans on sending Titus again to Corinth with this fourth letter, which contains information about collecting for the offering for Jerusalem, chapter 12, verses 17 and 18, before Paul comes a third time, chapter 12, verse 14, and chapter 13, verse 1. According to the book of Acts, Paul just went to Corinth two times on his second missionary journey in Acts 18, where he started the church, and then on his third missionary journey, Acts 20, verse 2, where it says he was in Greece for three months. And this trip was on his way to Jerusalem with the offering. One thing to keep in mind when Luke was writing Acts, that he never mentioned Paul writing any letters, 
and he only included what he deemed necessary for his story. So the historians try to figure out when Paul went to Corinth for his second trip. And there are various views, but truthfully, it is insignificant for the story. So we won't take time pondering that question. What we do know is that Paul mentioned that the Corinthian church had been preparing for a year to take up the offering for Jerusalem, chapter 9, verse 2. So the order of events are as follows. Number one, Paul started the church in Corinth around AD 50. Number two, Paul sent the missing letter, which was misunderstood. Number three, Paul sent 1 Corinthians. Number four, Paul visited Corinth, known as a painful visit, and we don't know exactly when that was. Number five, Paul wrote a sorrowful or a severe letter sent by Titus. This also is missing. Number six, Paul met up with Titus and was encouraged that the church had repented. Number seven, Paul is now writing 2 Corinthians to bring comfort to the church before he comes for his third visit before going to Jerusalem with the offering. Now, totally off subject for just one moment, for those who are my faithful listeners, I learned just today the scriptural reason why theologians think that the book of Romans was written from Corinth. It is because in Romans chapter 15 verse 26 it reads, For Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. So Paul had to have been in Corinth in order to receive their offering. Now, according to David E. Garland's commentary, he went so far as to say the letter to the Romans was therefore probably written from Corinth on the eve of his departure, page 29. Now, I won't go as far as to say as the eve of his departure, but he definitely helped explain it for me. He also added that Romans chapter 16 verses 17 and 18 describe a warning to the church in Rome about a similar situation the church in Corinth had to deal with, about people coming in to the church causing dissension. Learning this background of all of this helps us to understand that this letter is also a letter of reconciliation. So Paul begins, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints who are throughout Achaia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In this, we see that Paul is reminding them that he is an apostle of Christ, and it is through the calling and the will of God that he was sent. He is with Timothy, a brother. Timothy was not an apostle, but he was a second-generation believer in Christ. It is to the church of God which meets at Corinth. He does not say the Corinthian church because the church belongs to God. Christian believers are all called saints because the Holy Spirit, once coming into our lives, has changed us from the inside out, and he addressed all the believers throughout the area of Achaia. 
Then comes Paul's Christianized greeting. Instead of the Greek welcome, he tweaks a letter or two and makes it charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, which means grace. And then the Hebrew greeting was shalom, which means peace, both internal and external. Then in verses 3 through 7, Paul used the word comfort 10 times. Verse 3 is a doxology, a praise of God, who is the God of all comfort. He then comforts us so that we can comfort others. Ladies, there is a reason for our painful situations. Verse 5 reads, For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. As a Christian, when we suffer, we never suffer alone. Never. We suffer with Christ's suffering. He hurts with us. And because of him and who he is and what he has done and what he is doing in our lives this very day, we can find comfort. Also, that is one of the reasons for the church. We suffer together with other believers. We weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. G.R. Beasley Murray said in his commentary, Paul consistently views his sufferings as ministry, not as misfortune. So ladies, if you are suffering today, please know you're not alone. The writer of Hebrews said that there is a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us in chapter 12, verse 1. Plus, the Holy Spirit was given to us. He intercedes for us and prays for us when we cannot find the words to pray. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. Also, if you need to, call a trusted sister in Christ and talk to her about the suffering. We are the body of Christ and we need each other. And through that, we find comfort. If by chance you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you have heard him speaking to you today, please don't harden your heart toward him. Instead, please say yes and confess your sin and ask him to enter into your heart. As my pastor husband would say, it's the best decision of your life. Remember, we suffer for a reason, to help others in the body of Christ. So maybe you need to be that listening ear to someone else today. Thank you so much for listening and until next time.